Yeah, boys and girls, hello and welcome to episode 10. I give it a fucking 10 of the I Mean It podcast. Well, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, watch us on YouTube, Rumble, anywhere, everywhere, baby. We appreciate the, the views, the listens, everything. We appreciate every fucking thing. And of course, the Revolution Network sponsors us produces us and we're growing by leaps and fucking bounds we definitely thank you guys for that all right so the last few weeks we've been going over uh division by division over under season total wins in the nfl per vegas so this week we're going to go with the afc south and we're going to start off with of course the class of the division uh the houston texans <laughs> oh man houston mm. Mm -mm. anyway uh last year uh they went four and 13 that was it that was our push uh last year on our season total bets we went nine four and one in vegas and the one was fucking houston Thanks a lot, Jacksonville, you fuckheads. You couldn't even beat them once. You couldn't even beat them once. Holy shit. Anyway, uh, their trend line starting 2017 looks like this. And just to recap for you guys, if you're new listeners, the reason why we go over the trend line of their over-under win totals is because Vegas, like any other marketplace, you know, ebbs and flows with not only information, but you know kind of historical data and what teams do and don't do and they like to try to keep it even obviously so a perfect you know pattern for vegas is over under over over you know over under just alternating basically is what they want that's all they want because most fans are going to bet the over that's just what they're going to do so if a team's killing them by winning over 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 every year vegas is going to do all they can to try to up the marketplace, but they can't up it too much. If they do, they're going to get hammered on the sharper side for the under. So depending on the popularity of the team is depending on how willing Vegas is to put out an enticing number to go over or under. That's just kind of how it works. So that's why we go over this. So starting in 2017, Houston, their over-under was 8.5 under. and 18, it was 9. They went over. In 2019, eight and a half over. Then in 2020, their over/under was seven and a half. They went under that. And then last year dropped all the way down to four. And again, big fat fucking push. So this year, Vegas expects you know obviously great things out of Houston. Their over/under is now four and a half. So they give them a half a game improvement. <laughs> uh, they're favored in exactly zero games this year. That's actually the second year in a row they will not be favored in a single football game. That's just fucking stellar. Um, and last year they were the second worst team per our power rankings. 
Now their Pythagorean theorem had them slightly better to our numbers, but bottom line is they're bad. You know, but uh, Mills, that kid, he gets a lot of flack, right, for this, that, or whatever. He just kind of he's just kind of the overlooked. Davis Mills is kind of the overlooked of that rookie class. But if you dug into his numbers, which I did, they're real bad. They're real. So I'm not saying he's good. Like he, they're bad. But he was 24th in DVOA. Again, very bad. But he was better than Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Zach Wilson. His total QBR was a 35.5, 26th in the league. Again, fucking terrible. But better than Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Darnold. And I started thinking about these young quarterbacks and kind of predicting success for them. And I found something that I'm very excited to show you a little bit later on in the podcast. Look, I'm not calling it like a watershed moment or the concrete end-all be-all because I only have over-under data, concrete data, back to 2017. There's a lot of shit online, but you can find conflicting numbers. And even a half a game can move, you know, success to failure, depending on when the number was published, who published it, whatever. But starting 2017, I have my own records in our own database. So I am confident in those numbers because I know where they closed at. So uh, that's why it's not it's not going to be like anything earth shattering, but it is going to be something to keep your eye on. I can promise you that. And it's very interesting. Uh, last thing on Davis Mills, EPA plus CPOE, which is a very good indicator. Uh, 27th in the league. Again, he's real fucking bad. He's real bad at the quarterback position, but he's better. Or he was better than Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Sam Darnold. So, yes, he's very bad. But, other than, you know, mac and cheese, the McCookie monster up in New England, he was the second best rookie quarterback of that of his class. So, give him credit where credit's due. It's, you know, kind of like being the tallest midget. But whatever. He fuck you know, maybe he get. He can't quite ride the roller coaster, but like, you know, if somebody would kind of look, if, it, if he just slips the corny a five, he'll look the other way and he can probably get on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So overall, he's terrible. And there's not much really hope for him getting better this year. Uh, our power rankings have them at a 24% winning percentage historically. Uh, that's 4.08 wins. I'm going to go under that. And go three and fourteen for Houston. Um, they're projected to be double-digit dogs in four games. Four games this year. That is the most in the NFL by a little bit of a margin. Uh, and Texans fans, quite frankly, you guys want that number one overall pick. You want one of these quarterbacks coming out. It's supposed to be a really decent class this year compared to last year, which was total crap. And you know what? You're in line to get it. And you've got your picks, you've got Cleveland's picks, and who knows what's going on with Watson up there. I mean, if Watson doesn't play and Baker says go fuck yourself, Jesus Christ, you guys might end up with two of the top five fucking picks. That'd be incredible. That'd be incredible. But I'm going to go 3-14, and 14, so it's under here for me for Houston. All right, moving on to Indy. Uh, Indy last year was 9-8. and eight. That was under their 10-win uh, over-under set projection from Vegas. Their trend line is as follows. 2017, it was 9. They went under. 
2018, 7.5 went over. 2019, 9.5 under. 2020, 9.5 over. So you see, they're the perfect team. Under, over, under, over. And 2021, uh, they went under. So literally, under, over, under, over, under. So Vegas has this fucking team nailed. They got them nailed. And this year, their over-under again is 10. So they're expecting, Vegas is not really expecting any change from this. And like I said, they've had this team now for five years. Uh, they do have an easier schedule this year, right? But all these guys do the same division. So they've got the NFC East when they get Philly at home. And they're on the road. Uh, so Philly's, you know, depending on who you talk to, Either the bet they're probably they are the best team. They just don't have the quarterback. But either way, first, second best team in that division. They get them at home. They are on the road uh, against Dallas, so that's probably going to hurt them. Probably be a loss. But their other road game is versus the Giants. The Giants fucking suck dick at home, so that's probably a good win for them right there. Now the big question on this team is this: Is Matt Ryan better? The same or worse than Carson Wentz. Well, I looked it up. So EPA plus CPOE, they were 20th and 21st. Literally one one-thousandth of a point apart. So I'd say that's pretty fucking close. Now, DVOA-wise, Wentz was 16th. Ryan was 21st. So average to below average. Total QBR, Wentz was actually 9th. So top 10 in the league in that stat. And Ryan was 21st. So that's a huge gap there. Now, PFF, Wentz graded to 70.9. Matt Ryan, 74.5. Again, the problem with PFF is, it's not that they're not a good, so they are a good service. They're a good indicator if you take them on a whole. The problem is they are humans, too, and they fall prey to narratives. So everybody wants to hate Carson Wentz, and a lot of people love Matt Ryan, so... If you look at their numbers, there's no fucking way that Matt Ryan graded ahead of Carson Wentz. Sorry, he just didn't. But I know they do take individual plays and this and that, but a lot of these numbers take that into account too. So again, it's kind of human science versus mathematical science. And they tell two different stories. I'm just saying they two, tell two different stories. But, you know, on average, if you just want to make it a wash, you know, you could argue that. Wentz definitely has better overall numbers, uh, but Indy is a better overall team than Atlanta. So I would call it a wash. And Indy underperformed the Pythagorean Theorem last year by quite a bit. So they should have won 10 games last year. And if you take that into account and you take, you know, the fact that, you know, Matt Ryan, uh, although he is trending down, obviously, Better offensive line, better weapons around him. A team that should have won 10 games last year. Wentz did massively, massively underperform in that last game. And that's why he got the fucking boot out of town. He folded like a bitch. Now, Matt Ryan knows a lot about folding like a bitch. <laughs> but only in the Super Bowl, damn it. Regular season, he's pretty fucking good quarterback. He's pretty goddamn good. So, I actually like him in this spot. Um... I say they go 10 and 7. That's a push for me. I think I think that's a good record for Indy this year. Kind of repeat the success. It's like I said, again, is Matt Ryan a better quarterback than Carson Wentz for their career? No fucking question. One's a borderline Hall of Famer. One of them is a borderline fucking 
but well, I don't even know if he's borderline bust. He's pretty he, for his draft position. He's definitely a bust at this point. Is he a borderline starter in the league? That's kind of where he's at. So obviously for his draft position, he's a bust. And the other one is a borderline Hall of Famer with a career and legacy set. Now one's younger, one is playing at a higher clip. There's no doubt. But again, you have a veteran quarterback, a better team, better offensive line around him. You know we saw what Philip Rivers, who was kind of fading in in uh, San Diego. Went there and had some success, right? Uh, Tom Brady, you know, his success was fading in New England with, you know, the offensive line getting deteriorating, no weapons, but goes to Tampa Bay, good line, great weapons, bam, right back to Super Bowl winning, right? So I think Matt Ryan's going to be just fine, and I think Indy's going to be just fine with him. I think 10 wins is fair. All right, moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And here's where I got into my little interesting rabbit hole, and I'll get to it in a second. So last year they went 3-14. and 14. Stel- Another fucking stellar year for the Jaguars. <laughs> they were the worst team in our power rankings. So shaka, they got the number one pick yet again, second year in a row. That, boys and girls, does not happen very often, and it's very hard to do. Uh, their trend line goes as such. 2017, their overrunner was a six. That was the, uh, Foles, or, yeah. No, not, not Foles. Fuck me. What was his name? Bortles. Oh, shit. I get my spare quarterbacks mixed up. That was the Bortles year. Uh, so obviously they exceeded those expectations. They went over. 2018, over under, up to eight from six, under. 2019, still at eight under 2020 all the way down to four and a half under and then 2021 bolstered on the hope and inspiration of the rookie quarterback the trevor lawrence the golden god vegas moved it up to six and a half yeah they went under it was that was the easiest win that we had last year on our over under totals uh they were the first team to clinch that's why we were rooting so hard for them against that last game in Houston, because if they'd have won that game, we, we already had them clinch. It didn't matter. If they win that game, Houston goes under two, and we go 10-3. and three instead, or, No, sorry, 10-4 and four instead of 9-4-1. and one. So, yeah. Oh, you motherfuckers. Anyway, this year they're over-under 6.5, so it's exactly what it was last year. So Vegas is keeping the market the same. And it really comes down to this. If and this is where I found in, in the rabbit hole that I went down. If Trevor Lawrence is going to be good, if he's going to be good in this league, he will beat this number and Vegas. So I started looking at I don't remember exactly how I, I started thinking about the young quarterbacks when I was doing the research earlier on the other team. But I started thinking like, okay, how do these quarterbacks do in their second year if they're any good versus the ones that you know, obviously aren't panning out so far. Or, you know, is there a difference? And there definitely is. So if you look at the ones that uh, are panning out or have had success, right? Goff, he went over his total in his second year. Mahomes, over his total in the second year. Joe Burrow, this last year, his over-under was six or six and a half. I think it was six and a half, exactly what Jacksonville is. Obviously went to the fucking Super Bowl, so he made it. Uh, Josh Allen went over his total in the second year. Kyler Murray went over his total in the second year. And Lamar Jackson also went over his total in the second year. Over, under, win expectations. Now, the guys that didn't go over their second year starting. Tua, 
uh, Baker Mayfield, Matt Jones, Sam Darnold, and then these last two are Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott. Now, uh, in those two cases, Justin, I did go back and look at all what the totals were. Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott both had nine and a half over under totals. That was the highest of any of these quarterbacks in their second year. So you could say they, they did not meet expectations or whatever. And, you know, Dak hasn't really progressed as far as like getting his team further into the playoffs. But some of these guys aren't there, but some of these guys are not. You know, Dak is the longest tenured person on that list. Obviously, Justin Herbert just had his second year, and they did go under, which we did hit that one too. But if you look at the rest of these guys, Tua, Baker, Jones, and Darnold, who all had like over-unders of around six, six, seven, something like that, they couldn't even do that, right? And you might say, or people argue, well, look at the rosters around them. Look what they had. Look what they, you know, look at this, look at that. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to go to all the PFF grades. You don't have to fucking try to number whip me with fucking uh, offensive groupings and offensive line grades and all this shit. You know why you don't have to? Because it's all baked into the market. Vegas bakes all of that in. They know if you have a shitty offensive line, probably not going to go well. Guess what? They're not going to project you at 10 wins. They're going to project you at 6. And then these guys couldn't even do that. Couldn't even do that. So that's a that could be could I'm not going to say is but it could be a fantastic trend indicator on whether or not these young quarterbacks are going to be successful and again that's if they go over their total the Vegas over under win total in their second year starting and you you know going to people going to come at me oh fucking wins aren't a quarterback stat blah 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 yes I know that's very true However, however, uh, wins are not a quarterback stat, but the best quarterbacks win more than they lose. Period. So they're not a stat for the quarterbacks, but the best quarterbacks over their career, if they have a career, win more than they lose. At a pretty significant clip for the best of the best, right? The Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady's, Peyton Manning's of the world went they win double digit games every year that they're breathing and on the fucking field period period all right some of these other guys yeah you might get double digit one year next year nine next year eight whatever mix in this and that but the elite of the elite win double digit games every fucking year there's a reason why only a few of those guys do it and again quarterback wins not a stat but the best of the best win way more than they fucking lose. And they beat Vegas's market all the fucking time. So, again, second year, over, under. If you beat your total, pretty good indicator. Goff, say what you want to. Dude's been to a Super Bowl. You know, he had a chance to win a Super Bowl. He's been an average quarterback, right? He's the average of this group for sure. But Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. Every one of those dudes has been to the playoffs, right? And had success so far in their NFL career. Some of them are maybe descending. Some of them are ascending. 
Some of them are Mahomes, and they're just a badass, right? <laughs> but either way, they're all having success. The guys who didn't, again, Tua Baker, who's getting kicked out of town. Uh, Daniel Jones, on his way to getting kicked out of town. Sam Darnold, he's already been kicked out of one town. He's about to be kicked out of another one. And then, again, the two outliers in that group so far are Herbert and Dak. You wouldn't say they're – obviously, they're good quarterbacks – Starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, Herbert's still got a lot to prove. He's only started two years. Um, you know, his first year was up and down. Last year was really fucking good. But, you know, he made some pretty negative plays and some pretty big moments that led to some losses for his team, too. But, again, second-year starter, young guy, not going to pin that on him. And Dak, obviously, like I said, he's been a star in this league for six six, seven years now, whatever it is, and obviously he is an established starter, an above-average established starter. Whatever you want to fucking argue about Dak, you cannot argue he's not above-average. You cannot argue he's an established starter that almost, well, if he's above-average, that means more than half the league would take him as their starter fucking today. They'd take it fucking today, and they would not turn around and ask you twice. So, um, anyway, that was just an interesting kind of stat that I uncovered there. So it really comes down to, getting back to the point, Jacksonville, do you believe in Trevor Lawrence or not? You know, if you do, then he's going to beat this six-and-a-half number. You know, if he's going to be great or even good or viable, he's going to beat this number and he's going to beat Vegas. Uh, I don't think that he's going to. I think that, you know, I was wrong about him. I'm going to say it already. I don't, I don't think he's going to be great. You know, and maybe Urban Meyer was the problem. And maybe it was that big of the problem and that maybe he'll take off like Jared Goff did when he got a new coach. Uh, but, man, overall, this team fucking sucks. They fucking suck. And they didn't show much willingness, you know, this offseason to help out their young quarterback. And, again, they were already the worst team. They were the worst team in our power rankings. If they, if they increase their power rankings, by 100%. So if they got 100 fucking percent better, that would put them in the 38% winning percentage historically by our power rankings. And that's 6.48 wins is what that equates to. So that's right on Vegas's number. I don't see 100% improvement. And that's what it would take. 100% improvement just to get a fucking push. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't do it. I got I to go. I'll give them improvement. I think Trevor Lawrence gets better. Hopefully, the new coaching staff and everything else helps him. But either way, it's going to be up to this kid to carry this shit franchise. And unfortunately for him, that's just the way it fucking goes. And you're either going to be Peyton Manning, you know, Tom Brady. You're either going to be one of those dudes that carries, you know, a franchise on your shoulders or you're not. Um... So I say they go 5-12, and 12, and I'll take the under on that. All right, last team, Tennessee, 12-5 and five last year. First place in the AFC. Who saw that coming? Not me. Anyway, uh, trend line for them, although I did have the over on them last year. Actually, I have the over on them every year, and you'll see why. 2017, their over on was 8.5. They went over. 2018, 8.5. Over. 2019, 8 over 2029 over 2021 last year nine and a half obviously hit the fucking over they are kicking vegas's ass year in and year fucking out and this year their over under is again nine and a half so vegas is not 
changing the market. This is a very simple handicap to me. Our numbers and Vegas say that they're going to win nine games, which would put them slightly under. But I'm not going to get fooled by that because every fucking year, our Vegas, or our numbers and our Vegas, our numbers and Vegas say they're going to go fucking slightly under, and every year they fucking go over. Uh, they're going to win ten games again this year. You know, because that's just what they fucking do. And they're underrated every year in the market. Tannehill's underrated every year by everybody. I mean, last year he was the first place he get the first place seed in the AFC without Derrick Henry, who all you fucking people say that's who makes him. Yeah, first place without him. So you might want to reevaluate that. But I don't see them winning first place in the AFC again, being the number one seed. But I do see ten and seven. I don't. I don't see how you see anything else. If you just look at their schedule, it's ten wins, and that's you know, that's giving them a few close losses on some games that they're either barely favored or barely dogged. Pretty much just losing all those, and they're still going to go ten and seven. So, to recap, Tennessee ten and seven, go slightly over that on their nine and a half total. Andy ten and seven, I go push on their ten total. Uh, Jacksonville 5-12, and 12. I will go to the under again on that. And best bet, best bet, Houston, under 4.5. This team is going 3-14, and 14, if they're fucking lucky, uh, to get there. It's going to be another rough ride for Davis Mills. Again, everybody's like, oh, look at Davis Mills, look at Davis Mills. Yes, he was better than all of those top-rated quarterbacks, except for, you know, mac and cheese, the McCookie monster. But he still was terrible. He still was terrible. Just because, again, you know, you're the smartest dumb kid, you're still not going to Harvard. <laughs> you're probably not even going to Trinity Valley Community College, if we're being honest. <laughs> oh, all right, boys and girls, that is it for episode 10. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. And I hope that uh, you wrote that trend down and we keep following that together. And we'll see. We'll see if Trevor Lawrence is going to prove me wrong. We'll see if he, you know, if he can excel and win seven, eight games. It's there to be had. Their schedule's not awful. Uh, but, again, they are awful. So we'll see how much improvement he can do in the second year of his career. Uh, other than that, really appreciate the support on the Revolution Network. Guys, it's growing like gangbusters. Uh, this show, Football and Freedom, my buddy Longhorn, uh, the Bastards of Babylon is doing, it's doing things that, I mean, we know it's going to do, but like we didn't think it would do it this quickly. So thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We truly, truly do appreciate the support. Uh, we put in the work. We put in the time. Hopefully it's entertaining. Hopefully it's educating. Or, you know, you just like to tune in and listen to two idiots talking. That's fine. Just whatever. We'll we'll take the we'll take pity views. We don't care. We're not above that shit. Don't judge us. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, that's it. Uh, until next week, I'll be thinking about you. If I ever said